Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. My special guest today is Sam Leibowitz, and he does a lot of different things, but today we're going to focus on his talk radio show, but also he has an online course that I think will be really great for a lot of us, especially somebody that me maybe two years ago, but maybe even for me now, that's going to focus on some podcasting. Hi, Sam. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Jessica? I'm good. Thank you. Before we get into our topic, I really want to read your um, bio. So Sam Leibowitz is known as a conscious consultant and a facilitator, mentor, speaker, healer, serial entrepreneur, and author of the number one best-selling empowerment book, Everyday Awakening. He has been in business since 1993 and has owned several successful businesses. His current ventures include Talking Alternative Broadcasting and Double Diamond Wellness in Manhattan. Sam has lectured in several venues in New York City, including being a featured spe speaker at TEDx Upper West Side in 2016. That is so awesome. I always love reading people's bios because we all have some story of how we got here, right? And mm -hmm. so your extensive knowledge in business is really shown in your bio. And I think that is so cool in the sense of, you know what you're doing, <laughs> but you also, you know what it feels like to fall and get back up. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been, as they say, I've been around the block a few times and I got the gray hairs to approve, to prove it. And yeah, I've, I've done well, I've, I've done badly and I just keep going. And that's what success is, right? Just keep going. So I, I applaud you for all of your hard work. It's obviously showing off. And so super happy for you to be here. So first I would love to talk about your um, talk radio, New York City, NYC. Can you please explain to us about that business? Sure. It, it's actually not just a radio program. It's a radio station. It's an internet radio station. And, and why I call it that is because we're different from your typical podcasting network, like you know what we're doing today as a podcast. It's not pre-recorded. We actually do all of our shows live first. And then we stream both the audio and the video. And then uh, we take the recordings of the live shows and then we put it out afterwards as a podcast. So we're, we're kind of both a podcasting network and an internet radio station. But what really makes the station unique is how my hosts all work together to support each other. So really over the 12 years that I've been doing this, worked hard to instill this sense of community in the people that I work with so that people don't feel like they're just a lone voice in the woods doing everything on their own, but they're not just myself, but like all the other people in the network are helping to support each of the shows. So we do a lot of cross-pollinization and cross-promotion work. So that really helps the shows get more visibility. I think that's so important because you said so many different things there. One, I want to ask you why we, we should do it live. I think that's so interesting. Also, I've been part of this community. I was actually interviewed by Frank and I got to experience the liveness of it. But I also got to experience what you're talking about, that community. He was always talking about a different show. He was introducing another person. And so just the excitement of talking about somebody else, you're boosting other people in the sense of there's so many different shows out there. There's so many amazing people out there. And we should listen to everybody. We should have that community. We should have that understanding, that connection. And I think you really nailed it in the head. And I think that's so amazing because especially nowadays through the pandemic, through social media, as connected as we are, you know, we're very disconnected. So I think that's something yeah. you should really applaud yourself for because that, that's not easy. So I appreciate that. 
Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. And, and it's something that's just, it's, it's part of my being, you know, it just sort of naturally evolved over the years. And, and, and one of the great things about it is almost all of my hosts on my network have been guests on other hosts shows. Oh, that's so cool. They really do support each other. So I love that they, because all your shows have different topics. They're not, right. I mean, some of them can go together, obviously, but it, right. There really are different. So for them to support each other that way, I think is really important. Right. We have some like major categories of shows. So we have shows about business and nonprofits, health and wellness, personal and spiritual development, society and culture, travel. But really, it's more about the attitude. And, and our brand for the network is about uplifting and educating and empowering our audience. So it's, it's the, the name of the company is Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Not that we talk about alternative subjects, but we're an alternative to mainstream talk radio because I don't want to pay, play the fear game. There's enough of that out there in the media. I don't have to play that. My audience doesn't want to hear it. And, you know, I can do something different and still be successful. So true. I think you hit it on the head with that because you can be different. And we are, we're all looking for that positiveness, but also really looking for that community. And so I, I really think you do that. I think that's awesome. And again, it shows through your host. My other question for you, because you do something different, you start live, take that audio strip and then post it. Tell me why you do that. What came up with that? Tell me the, the background story of that. So the, the station, I actually didn't found it. I bought it from someone else who ended up becoming a Buddhist monk. <laughs> and so oh, cool. he had started the network because he had been a guest on Gary Knowles. He was an acupuncturist, so he's very much into health and wellness. And he had been a guest on Gary Knowles' radio show. And Gary Knoll, he, he's kind of well-known in the, the health space. He's big on vitamins and supplementation and alternative health treatments. And he used to have a radio show on a Long Island radio station called WBAI. But then he started his own sort of internet radio station. So Giorgio was a guest on that many times and he saw the possibility behind it. So he started it himself. So I kind of took it over from him. But what I've seen over the years about what the real value is of doing it live and not just pre-recorded is, and, and I see this especially with my own show, when you do it live, you have an opportunity to really engage your audience in a way that you can't do when it's pre-recorded. So like, and, and when we stream the video, we do a Facebook Live, and I know I have a handful of loyal listeners that every single week they're tuning in and they're always commenting and asking questions. And then I integrate those comments and questions into my show that week. So if I'm interviewing someone like this week, I'm interviewing someone on Ayurvedic medicine. So if one of them posts a question around Ayurvedic medicine, I'm going to ask my guest about that. And I say, oh, look, we got a question from Patty in Tucson or William in Virginia wants to know or Sanaya says this comment. And so I shout them out and they're like, oh, Sam read my question. Oh, he read my comment. And then that creates more loyalty and more engagement. As a matter of fact, like my loyal listeners are part of what helped my book to become number one when I came out with it because they all really supported it. They all bought a copy. So, in, you know, having a, a big audience is nice, but having an engaged audience is even better. Wow. And I think it really shows, again, what you brought up in the very beginning, community. So if you're listening to what your audience, audiences are asking for, 
then you're able to provide that information. So you're able to be there and support them, right? So that's the community. They feel part of you. Just like you said, when you, you said, oh, I'm having a book. Hey guys, you know, they didn't have to, they wanted to, they wanted to support you because they, you make them feel that special. You make them feel part of who you are and of your, your business. And I think that again, shines through in so many ways. So I think that's really cool. And, and it's also, I always keep a mind towards is what I'm saying valuable to my audience. One of the things that I see a lot of podcasters do that, that, that just, I don't know, doesn't really work is they love talking about themselves and they love sharing things that has absolutely no value to the audience. And, and, and they're doing like, you know, there's someone nicknamed it a blabber cast, you know, they're just blabbing about stuff. And they're not adding value to their audience. And, and it just, I know for myself, it's a waste of time. I don't want to listen to it. So why would I do that to other people? So, I mean, not that I don't talk about myself. I do talk about my experiences and what I've been through, but it's always with an eye towards, is there some lesson in this? Is there something that my audience can glean from this that they'll appreciate that they can use themselves? So that's, you know, one of the things that I really have learned to pay attention to. I love that. Like you said, it's again, it's that listening aspect. Obviously, even the blobber casting, which I think is awesome. I love that name. Even they want to help their audience, but sometimes we get um, caught up in our own story and what we want, we think is really important. And it's not that it's not important because it is, but maybe your audience isn't ready to listen to that part of the story or ready to ex you know, experience or take knowledge or hold accountable that part of the story. So knowing where your audience is, is so important. I, I a hundred percent agree, you know, so Feedback is always important. What is your thought on feedback with that? Because I feel like oh, as a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners, we get nervous to listen to feedback, but also, you know, listen, read those reviews. What is your thoughts on that? All feedback is gold because if somebody is willing to take the time out of their day to send you a message or send you an email to say, oh, I love this. I hated this. I mean, that's gold because that means they care about what you're doing. So I love it. I'll, I'll take any feedback anybody gives me because it shows that they care. And if I can improve what I do, I mean, I've been doing this 12 years, but I'm still learning. I'm still improving. I'm always looking to do better. So feedback is pure gold. I think what you just said too, I've been doing this for 12 years. And I'm still learning. I think that's also important because I think sometimes when we get caught up in the business, we think we've learned it all and we're the best at it. And I think the best business owners, and please correct me if you disagree, are the ones that continue to learn, right? Because there's world is always changing. There's always something going on right there. There's always a new thing to learn and or just another way to explain something, right? So I think that part of what you just said too is I'm still always learning is really important. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I've kind of seen it over and over again enough times that when somebody gets to that point where they feel they know it all, life will smack them up the side of the head and there'll be a big lesson for them and they'll be like, oh my God, why did this happen? You know, it's the way life kind of keeps our egos in check. I mean, you may be able to coast for a while, but eventually if, if you have that kind of ego, oh, I know it all, I know what I'm doing then you're not looking, you're not learning, you're not looking to improve and something's going to catch you unaware. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah. You're missing out. You're missing out. So that's really happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where can, so you go live. So how can, so someone's listening and they're like, oh my God, Sam's awesome. I want to listen to what he has to offer. Where can we go? How can we get connected with you? 
through talkradio.nyc. Um, How can we do that? So at the website itself, talkradio.nyc, and by the way, although that's our website, like we have hosts from all around the globe. I have people in London, England, Sydney, Australia, all across the United States, because with the lockdown and everything, we had to go virtual like everyone else. And by going virtual, that opened me up to a whole new market. And and people say, but Sam, but, but talkradio.nyc. But I'm like, yes, and I'm a native New Yorker. And native New Yorkers know that like, New York is the center of the universe, so I'm okay with people being all over the place. So um, if someone wants to listen to my show, my show, I do it live noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. Um, But if you go to talkradio.nyc, there's a whole schedule there of the different shows and what times they air live. So right on my homepage, there's a little live player. You just click the little triangle. It looks like a play button and it will start playing whatever's live at the moment. And even when we're not live, we're rerunning shows from the last few weeks. Um, But there's also a listen live option on the main menu up on top. Now, if you want to see the Facebook video and you want to interact with us, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash talkradionyc. Try and keeping it consistent. And so you'll see like there are posts there about what the upcoming shows are about. There are all the videos. You can scroll down and see past shows, um, but it's all there on our Facebook page. And then we pay attention to that when we're doing a live show. And so if someone makes a comment or a question, you'll see like the hosts will always respond to that or not always, but most of the time. Most time. And you said it again. It's what I like to hear show people how how consistent you are, but you mentioned the word consistency again, and you've been saying that since the beginning, that in community. So I think that again, showing me you are paying attention, you know, but you also mentioned to me that you had an online course coming out and it's called podcast, your passion. And I just love this title. And I think this is so important. Like you said, a lot of us are virtual now. A lot of us are looking for information we want or we also want to be the ones that provide the information, but don't know how to do it. And I know for me, when I first started my podcast, I was very confused. I was all on Google and I feel like I'm still learning. And, you know, there's just, there's a lot of information out there, as you know. So could you please enlighten us on what the podcast your passion is all about? Sure, sure. So, so about two years ago, shortly after the lockdown happened, I wanted to do something to like give more information out there. So that's I initially created podcast your passion then. And it was originally a four week, one hour a week class. But I recently got introduced to a gentleman who has this whole online course formula that I felt was like so brilliant and so smart. So I actually am reworked the course so that to to really follow his idea of being a very action oriented course. So the podcast, your passion is the name of the course. The subtitle or the tagline is six weeks to create and publish your podcast. Because now it's not just about the content. I'm not just giving people all kinds of great information, but each week we're, we're t- t- doing homework and stepping through what are all the things you need to do so that by the sixth week, you've actually recorded and published your first episode. So it's all about taking action. That. And that's one of the things I see. There are a lot of online courses out there, but they, they give you tons and tons of content but then you like have all this information, you don't know what to do with it. So this time it's like we give homework each week, we review the homework the beginning of the following week, and we step through and make sure nobody gets left behind. And so that's the real difference. So uh, after going through it, I felt like, okay, I need to relaunch it, I need to bring it out again. And so that's what I'm doing. So it's a six week and now instead of four weeks, it's six weeks and it's an hour and a half each week, just to make sure that I have enough time to answer everybody's questions.
session at the end of the class. So it's an interactive class. It's not just a pre-recorded class. I mean, I have the recordings, but I haven't put them out yet. Uh, I like doing things live. I like, you know, I like touchy feely, you know, working with people live. But, you know, it works. You know, I just sit in there. I'm thinking about all the courses that I have bought and I have notebooks filled up all the information, but how many of it did I have to keep going back on? Okay, so what action steps do I have to take? But I had to hold myself accountable, which, yeah, I should for sure. But as you know, among everything else, it, it can be hard. So having you sit there, okay, this week, next week, this is what you owe or you have to do. It's, that, it's a different kind of accountability. But you also mentioned, again, that community and, you know, um, that action steps is the hands-on, the live. You're right there. Where, again, a lot of these online courses are pre-recorded, which sometimes that's nice, right? Be, but I think it's more nice to go back and review as a recording in the sense right. of being interactive because we've all had that recording where I'm doing the dishes and I'm listening, right? right. So how active are you really paying attention where if you're live with me, I can actually ask you questions and things like that. Exactly, exactly. And we do have a community around it. We do have a Facebook group for the people who take the class so that they can ask questions and get to support throughout the week. And, and also, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, I do record it and then we post the recordings to the group. So then after the class, if someone happened to miss a class or maybe they couldn't stay for the whole class or they just want to review and like, oh, what is it he said? Or how do I do that again? So it's all recorded so they can refer to it as reference. But personally, I'm like you, I find that like, I need to like hear somebody, I need to like work with them, step me through it. And one of the things why I rework the course is I go over all the stuff I go over each week is about what you need to know to do the homework that week. And so this way, it's like, I'm not giving them extra stuff. I'm not giving them what they need ahead of time. It's very strategically planned out, but it's like, here's the information you need to do the homework, do the homework. Here's the next set of information. Now you can do this homework. And so each week builds upon the previous week and builds upon the previous week. And so that, because I really want my students to be successful. I want them to learn how to create good podcasts, but, but in the beginning, it's all about learning the technical stuff and how do you put it all together and how do you make it work? And I also, like, I, I talk about different software that I like to use that's all freeware or premiumware, or, you know, finding ways of doing as inexpensively as possible, because why spend money if you don't have to? For sure. And again, we, uh, there's something cost for everything, right? There's always a price on everything, whether you're in business or not in business, right? There's always a price for everything. And as you notice, prices are going up. So yes, but there is a lot of great free resources. And I totally agree with what you're saying, especially when you're starting out. Um, I always tell people, if you want to skip my first couple episodes, I won't judge because I, I originally started recording on my, my phone because for me, I just needed to get stuff out. So I needed to take that accountability, but also I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, like I, I personally was using anchor, which is a great app and it's free as well, but they give you the option to record on your phone. So I'm like, oh, I'll just record this way. And, you know, sometimes I have a good laugh. And so I'm like right in the phone and you hear the echo. So I think it's really important to realize that there is more technical stuff in the background that happens with podcasting. You know, this part is amazing. I love interviewing. I can do this part all day. But once you turn it off and I have to put the, the technical hat on, you know, you, you need to have those tools for sure. Right. But what you brought up was a really good point, which is just get started. And this is something I say to the hosts on my network and the people that come through my class. The worst episode you're ever going to do is your first episode. 
It's inevitable. There's a learning curve. You got to get comfortable with it. So get over the awkward phase as soon as you can. So get started as soon as you can so that you get to that point where you've got the basics down and you're feeling good about it because that's when you really begin to shine. And that takes time. Like, don't rush through it. You know, be okay with it and just know it's all a learning process. I mean, I... You know, been doing my show for 12 years. If I go back and listen to my, I, mean, I always had good equipment, but but if I go back and listen to some of my first episodes, I'm like, oh my God, I cringe. You know, but yeah. but but you know what? I just stuck with it, kept doing it. And that's one of the things about doing a live show is is it's a commitment, but it also it keeps you accountable because every week you know, okay, it's my time. I got to do a show this week. I mean, look, occasionally do we pre-record stuff? Occasionally do I have to do a repeat because I'm on vacation or something? Of course. But at least like the majority of the time, 50 weeks out of the year, like there's new content. And, and that first of all, that's what serves my listeners. And then second of all, it gives me such a library of content that I can repurpose and reuse in a million different ways. Oh my God, I, I just love this stuff because I know it can like feed all the different aspects of the business. And again, I know we keep saying this, but you said so much there. So the first thing is, just get started, right? That I think is more than half the battle. It's just actually getting started. But I think the other thing you mentioned too was it does take time because you said you went from four to six weeks because it takes time. That comfortability takes time, right? And so learning the new techniques takes time. But you also, we talked about as the first episode. And so not even just the technical problems. For me, especially when I wasn't interviewing, I, I'm good with the ums. I don't really say ums. I'm okay with likes. My word that I use is right, right, right. <laughs> yes, so, yes. For me, that was one of the things that I really have to work on. And there's moments I still have to catch myself. And my question for you is, do you have any tools or techniques that kind of help you when it comes to that one word that you always repeat? One of the things I see most people say a lot, and it's so unconscious, we don't even realize it, is, you know. <laughs> Yes. I was going down the street the other day and I saw this guy, you know, and he was wearing this hat, you know, and, and you say it over and over again. I'm like, oh my God, it drives me nuts because now I'm so attuned to it. I, I, I hear it all the time. But for me, what I do is those are like filler words. Those are words we use when we don't know what to say next to give us a moment to think. What we don't realize, what most people don't realize is like just taking a pause is actually the best way to give yourself some space to be able to think about what to say next. So rather than saying, you know, when I'm not quite sure what I should say next, I'll finish a sentence, I'll finish a phrase, and I'll just take a pause, not too long, but not too short, just to give myself a moment. And you can vary it. It can be a really long pause, or it can be a very short pause. So you play with the silence, it's kind of like an artwork in, in painting and drawing. There's this concept of negative space. It's like, what's the opposite of what you're drawing, right? Silence is the negative space of a podcast. Yeah. So don't be afraid to use the negative space of silence to highlight or to emphasize or to draw your audience's attention to something. Because if you just keep talking, 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 and going, 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 it's like one long thing. People begin to lose their concentration. It's a little hard to listen to. I agree. But if, but if all of a sudden 
you take a pause, it gets people's attention again. It was funny, I was about to say, should we have a silent moment real quick? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. And that was something I personally had to learn too, whether it was podcasting or speaking on stage, you know, those couple seconds, they seem like minutes to you, but in reality, it's letting your audience catch up but also letting you kind of catch up to where your brain is because you're maybe excited. Sometimes we get so passionate. You, you mean your your class is literally called the podcast of your passion, you know? So it's your passion. You get so excited. And so the nerves and excitement come and then we start talking really fast and, you know, we're Eastern. So we get really fast talking, you know, so <laughs> and these things happen. But I think also with uh, podcasting too, is you can edit, especially if you're not doing right. live. So when those ums start coming or you know start coming, it's okay. Or if you feel that maybe that space was too long, you could edit. So I right. think that's always really good to know. And, and it's important to listen to what you've recorded. Sometimes people are like, oh, I hate my voice. I'll do it. I'll record it, but I'm not listening to it. If you just listen to your own episodes, oh my God, you will pick up all of the things because it, it just won't sound good to the ear or you'll hear it and you'll start to cringe yourself and then you'll know, okay, let me mark down that time code. I need to do a little bit editing there. It's so true. <laughs> I, and you know, so again, I do in the podcasting, I have online courses. And so obviously listening to your voice a lot, right. You know, you know right. before it was just, I didn't want to hear my voice or my voicemail. Now it's, I hear it all the time. But, you know, you, you still, I still cringe for sure. I'm going, people listen to that, you know, <laughs> but there is things, like I said, for me, I found like the right word was always something I was feeling. I'm going, I'm driving my own self nuts. I can only imagine what other people are feeling, you know, right. but I think also giving yourself the grace, like you said, especially in the beginning, you're going to improve, let yourself keep learning, you know? So you see, uh, just to let you know how unconscious it is, since I've mentioned this whole thing of, you know, you've said it at least five times. No, I didn't. I only caught but, myself twice too. Yes. Go back and listen to the recording. You'll see there are five, you knows in there. That's how unconscious these things are. And that's why it's important to listen to yourself, to catch it. And that's how we learn to be more conscious about what we're saying and more present to it. That's so funny. I literally caught myself twice. Like, okay, Jess, reel it back in. Reel it back in, you know. <laughs> Just did it again. Oh, oh my goodness. Here we go. All right. Sam, what is one thing if someone's listening to this episode and, you know, like I said, we talked about a lot of different things on this episode. If there's one thing that you want them to take away, what would that be? Just get started. Just do it. Whatever the excuses you have, oh, I don't have enough time. I, it's too complicated. You can find answers to all of those things. Get a time management system. Find somebody who, who will teach you how to do it step by step. If, if this is something that appeals to you in any way, shape, or form, pursue it. Just get started. Work at it a bit. And then decide if it's for you or not. Because until you start doing it, you do not really know if it's truly for you or not. I have hosts who, who come to talkradio.nyc and they tell me, look, Sam, like an hour sounds really long. I don't think I can do an hour. I'm like, just try it. And inevitably within a couple of months, they're like, oh my God, I don't think an hour is enough time. Yeah. 
because we all have these preconceptions about what something takes or how is it going to go. But until you're actually doing it, you don't really know. I so, agree. So don't let the fear, don't let the worry or the concern or the anxiety stop you. If, if something calls to you about it, follow it and do it. And then you can always adjust and shift and change later. It's that still learning part. Let yourself keep learning for sure. Absolutely. And we learn through new experiences. So yes, it may not be anything you've done before. Great. So it's a great opportunity to learn something new. Exactly. I love that. So say now someone's listening and they kind of had a couple of questions. They want some follow-up questions. What is the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is through my email address, which is real simple. It's sam at talkradio.nyc. So sam at talkradio, all one word, dot nyc. And, and also this way, you just go to the website, talkradio.nyc, and you can listen to the different episodes and listen to the different hosts and how everyone does things a little bit differently. And you can learn a lot just from that. And there's, and I think that shows that there's nothing wrong with being different, being what works for you. I think it's really important to highlight. So I'm exactly. going to, once this episode launches, I'll repeat all the contact information, but I will also post when this class is going to be launched and all that information, all the links for that as well, for the podcast, your passion um, course as well. So all that we write it, you know, wherever you found this episode, all of that will repeat it for you as well. So there's no issues there. Sam, before I let you go, I do have a thing called a lightning round. And basically I just asked, I mean, again, you're in this shit field for so long. You already know what this is. Are you okay with us doing the lightning round? Oh, absolutely. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Sam, if you had a boat, what would the name of your boat be? Mm. Uh, probably Crystal. Crystal? Yeah. Like the like ice sculpture crystals, like an ice crystal? Like these things. I have tons oh. of crystals all over the place. That's so cool. Do you know what they all represent? Or the ones that you have? Yep. Really? Yep. My birthstone is amethyst, which is all about connecting to spirit um, there. I mean, I don't know everything because there's tons and tons of crystals, but I, I know uh, what a fair, the properties of a fair amount of them. That's so cool. That's so cool. If you, New York, the podcast, all of that you, goes, right? You're ready to retire that. What would your next business be? Well, I, kind of already know what that is because I've been involved in a particular shamanic lineage for the last eight years. And I've in the last year and a half, um, yeah, a year and a half, I've been a facilitator of that work. And I kind of, I do it on the side. I do it on weekends. It's word of mouth only. I'm not very public about it. So that, that work I really love because it's all about awakening and consciousness. And so that's something I will be doing for the rest of my life. And, and really for me at the moment, like building the business up is all about just giving me the opportunity to do that work more. So that's the thing I'm, I'm going to do in retirement because I don't believe in retirement. I'm always going to be doing something. I love that. No, I love that. Um, last question. What, how do you relieve your stress? It's been a long day, long week. What is the best way for you to relieve stress? Well, I live in New York City and I'm right next to Central Park. 
And I've spent a lot of time in Central Park over the last two and a half years. So for me, going for a walk in nature, which for me is Central Park at the moment, but I love being in nature and I just, I love going for walks. And, and now I walk, I used to, when we first started doing it, we walked for like maybe two miles, two and a half miles, and then three miles, three and a half miles. Now I can go for walks of four or five miles at a clip without batting an eye. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I love being outside. Before we were on, that's where I brought my laptop. I'm like, I want to step outside for a little bit. Sam, I am so grateful that you came on here, took the time out to really enlighten us on what you do and how you really help others. You know, I'm so excited for your podcast and online course. I think it's really going to be a huge hit. So I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my message and to, to share what I have to say with your audience. Uh, I never take it for granted and it's always appreciated. Thank you.